Hey, Mark here, and I'm calling in before today's episode with a little favour to ask, if I may, please. You see, today I'm changing the format of the Podcast Accelerator. I'm trialling a longer form deep dive episode, real specific actionable takeaways, and introducing my recommended podcast tool of the week. Now, the format is ever so slightly different. It is a little bit longer, and during this episode, which is a huge, deep dive, massive piece of free podcast education. During this episode, I'm going to break off for about 90 seconds to recommend a podcasting tool that I think will help you. And at the end, stick around because there's a new section at the end, which is three actionable takeaways that you can implement today based on today's deep dive. So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Podcast Accelerator, the thrice-weekly show that brings you podcast education, industry insights, and straight-talking reactions to podcasting news. I'm your host, Mark Asquith, that British podcast guy and CEO and co-founder of Rebel Base Media, the podcast tech company that creates the Podcast Success Academy, podcast websites, productivity, Rebel Base Studios, and Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host, where you can get your first month of podcast hosting for just one book, and you can transfer an existing podcast in completely for free. So go ahead and check it out at Captivate.fm. Now... This is a bit of a bonus extra extra show. It's a look ahead at WWDC, Worldwide Developer Conference from Apple, which is coming on the 3rd of June, which is next week if you're listening to this uh, as we recorded it. It's 3rd of June 2019, and it's coming live at 10 a.m. Pacific. So today, I'm going to look ahead to that. And I've also got a bit of a special guest on the show, the CTO, that other British podcast guy, CTO and co-founder of Rebel Based Media, Mr. Kieran McKeefrey. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In the house. All right, dude. Cave in the house. Cave hotline. <laughs> yep. This is it's how Kieran, uh, Kieran answers, answers the phone anytime you call him. He's like, cave hotline. Proprietary of podcasters. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> like reception. Love it. Don't the reception love it when you do that. Um, so we're going to dig into that in just one second. But look, just before I do that, just a quick reminder that Aweber are still giving you 90 days completely for free. So go and check out their email marketing platform. I was talking to um, some of the survey tools out there. We do we do a lot of marketing surveys here at Rebel Base Media. I was talking to those guys about just generally running marketing surveys and how you can kind of grow your audience and, and you can warm segments of your audience up by doing that. And when we said that we were working with Aweber on the integration side and that we, we, we use Aweber for our email marketing here at Rebel Base Media, they were just over the moon. It just goes to show the kind of pedigree that Aweber has got inside this industry. So please, if you're looking to build not only an audience, but an engaged audience. If you're looking to build some super fans, go and please check out Aweber at markasquist.com forward slash Aweber. Now, Keith, all right, we are going to dig into WWDC. So, 3rd of June, 2019, 10 a.m. Pacific, which is 6 p.m. UK time. We'll uh, probably be watching it over our, our, our tea. My favourite time of the year. What's, what's that? Dub dub. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought you meant summer. No. Oh, dub, 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 d
you've got Pandora entered, you've got Spotify buying Anchor and buying Gimlet and all this kind of stuff out there. Like I've even kind of, I've, I've done a few clickbaity posts like Apple are the biggest threat to the podcasting industry, which is essentially the notion is that, do you know what? They run the API that runs Overcast and Castro and Pocket Cast. Like theoretically, should that API go away, that's a bit of a risk. We know it's not going to go away, but it is a risk, isn't it? Mm. Um, so Apple have took a bit of a beating recently in, in podcasting and, and especially when Spotify entered the game there was all the predictions that it was going to become the number one podcasting platform in the world which it still might do it's certainly number two and Google rounding out the big three in my opinion you know when you look at the data we're lucky enough to have have top level blind data uh, and look at the Captivate dashboards and see the data and Spotify is the number two streaming platform the number two download platform the number two podcasting platform but Apple took a bit of a beating when it came to, well, you know, Apple have got to watch their back. Apple should be running scared. And it was kind of, when Spotify entered, it was all, like, it was a bit, it was just a bit rubbish, weren't it? Like, there, would, there was no real reason to beat Apple up like that. I know the podcasters feel underserved, but... There's, there's, I, don't, I, don't get the whole, I don't get the whole stigma against, you know, improving podcasting for everyone. Like, what's the, what's the whole point of slating someone because they've come out with something new for podcasters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I use Spotify for podcasts now, just it's an easier way to listen to podcasts. Well, that's an interesting thing that I want to get into in a sec, because I'm the same. I use Spotify for all my podcasts now, and I want to kind of dig into that in a sec. Um, but but Apple, they've been pretty benevolent. They've let us do, like, they've not been this big evil. They've they've been very nice, and I'm sure they've maybe underserved us a little bit in the last few years, but actually, they've left this open API out there. They've allowed podcasting, which probably costs them money if you think about it. You know, if you look at the ad revenue through the, the industry, half a billion, Apple takes that in a day in revenue. Each year, we're putting half a billion through, which is a day's worth of Apple revenue. Like, Apple have been all right. Like, they've just they've just left us to it, which is kind of a good thing and a bad thing, isn't it? You know, we wanted more, but they certainly shouldn't be slated for that. No, no, definitely. It's, we certainly won't be at this point anywhere where Apple been involved in podcasts originally. I think it's one of those funny things where um, you kind of, you know, like Microsoft back in the day, like Microsoft Office, and they got massive, didn't they, Microsoft, you know, through everything that they've done. And then they got slated and bashed, and then Google did the same. They got huge, and then suddenly Google's the evil. It's sort of like in podcasting, Apple is a little bit of like the evil in podcasting, but they've been really nice to us. They've, They've let us have the open APIs and so on and so forth. They've let us just do this thing, and they gave us the new tags a few years ago, 2017, they gave us the new tags, the bonus tags, the trailer tags, the seasonal tags. Episode numbers. Episode numbers. Yeah. Which is good for accessibility as well. You know, They're not just thinking, do this for the sake of doing it, they're doing it for like, you know, how easy is it now to go back to an old show and listen to season one of a show? You know, imagine having to screw I mean, I'm listening to a history of World War II podcast at the minute, and it's not seasonal, so I've got to go all the way back down the feed to actually get the latest, well, the first episode in, in you know, the show. Yeah. It's horrible. Total pain as well. And, yeah. and, and you know, Apple are looking at cataloging, you know, when they released that episode number update debacle months ago. A lot of people were slating that really negatively and saying, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? But ultimately, it was tidying their catalogue up. It was making it easier for that catalogue, like you said, to be more accessible. Yeah. And I also think it was a precursor to what's coming now. So we've seen in the code that there's probably an Apple Podcast app on desktop. So when it comes to DubDub, WWDC, Worldwide Developer Com, we're going to call it DubDub from here on in. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit geeky. <laughs> um, but when it comes to DubDub, 
what do you see that they are likely to announce when it comes to podcasting? So we know they're going to do some stuff around Marzipan, which is their new... Um, well, you explain that because you're a code. Yeah, so, so Marzipan is basically the ability to port something over from iOS to macOS. So you can technically build an app just for iOS and then port it over easy enough. So you can have stuff like... I think someone's been doing like an overcast version for uh, Mac. Um, they're going to split up the podcast app as well. Mm-hmm. So podcast is going to have its own app on um, Mac OS, uh, as well as like your TV app, um, your music app. So they're, they're kind of getting the iTunes store and just splitting it apart, mm-hmm. uh, which will be cool, but I'm still in two minds about it. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because it's I understand giving podcasters and podcast listeners a better experience, you know, that experience that um, that is dedicated to the medium. So the search results should get better. They reactivated new and noteworthy this week, which, you know, fine, that's all right. But it gives listeners a better way to search, theoretically. You're not having to, to trundle through all of the other search results, music and so on. And the experience can be tailored much more to podcasts. Having said that, you know, as a podcast listener, as a podcaster, you can look forward to a standalone desktop app from DubDub. We assume that. You can probably look forward to an iOS redesign of the podcast app. Do you think that's on the cards? Maybe. I think there'll be a slight redesign, but I don't think it'll be a complete overhaul. Okay. I think there's, there's still bits to to clean up from the last version. Um, so I'm kind of hoping they do make some changes, but I'm not banking on it. Okay, so you think it'll be sort of incremental yeah, changes to the iOS? Changes. I think it'll, I'm going to go the other way on that one. I think it might be um, a, a bigger update because of the last version got so slated. So I just wonder, and I totally agree with you, like you could make some in- incremental changes and they might do that and focus on the desktop app as the major thing. But it sort of feels a little bit weird that you'd release a big desktop app and then maybe just not do an iOS update. Well, well, the beauty of Marzipan is that when you do the iOS update, you're also doing the macOS update. Mm, fair so, point. So, you know, whatever changes they're going to make to the macOS will port over to iOS and vice versa. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, that is a good point. So you think they might do... So they might actually do a bit of both. Yeah. So they might run the incremental updates um, and then run it through Marzipan and actually take the best bits of the desktop app, but yet not fully do the iOS app and maybe re-release that later. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting one. And that's that's huge because it's it shows that Apple are, are becoming more... Res- they've always been respectful because they've let us do this, but they're becoming more aware of, may- aware of maybe podcasting as a stream of revenue, as a, as a more prominent medium. I mean, all the content companies are in the game now. The brands are putting more money into the game. Spotify are entering the game heavily. You've got Pandora. You've got, um, obviously, Google entering the game. It feels like Apple is starting to just now say, do you know what? You know all this crap where people were saying, you know, they've got to be careful, they're running scared, all that kind of rubbish that that, that, that people peddled when Spotify entered the game. Feels like Apple have just said, you know what, we've still got this. You know, we can. We're, we're, at the end of the day, we're Apple. We're the original platform for this. Like, oh yeah, there's, they're always going to have that. Aren't they? They're always going to have the, you know, with with the original OGs of podcasting. You know, we got this to the mm. to the platform that it needs to be at. You know, which I think works in their favor a lot. Oh, it does, and I think anyone that anyone that trashes them and, and is a little bit off on them, you know, may be kind of, you know, there's there's just no need for that. You know, ultimately, Spotify do well, and Apple do well, and Google do well. We all do well. Podcasters do well. Listeners benefit from it because they've got so many more options. Like, ultimately, there's no downside to this. Um, right, so WWDC, uh, we can look forward to probably a standalone podcast app on, app on desktop. We can look forward to a, a maybe some kind of iOS update, whether it's a full or an incremental version. What 
do you think they'll do anything for podcasters? So the creators? Maybe. I mean, you know, judging by the past, we can see that Apple are very listener-centric. So they always want to focus on a listener as opposed to the actual podcaster, which is fine because that gets the people into podcasting because there's more listeners. Um, maybe some tag changes. Yeah, maybe a little bit more flexibility yeah, in the tags. A bit more flexibility. I do like that they're, they're really tightening down on like the word stuffing of titles. I think that's good. It makes it clear. It makes it look better. And when you look back at that, sorry to jump in, but when you look back at that, so you look back at a couple of things that they've done over the last year that have really annoyed podcasters, so the episode number thing, and then you look at the kind of, okay, don't stuff your titles or your, your author tags. That's been in an effort to clean the catalogue up, which means to me that they want to give, like you said, the listeners the best experience. Yeah, the, the, you know, searchability. It, yeah, it benefits the listener. It doesn't benefit the podcaster, which is fine. But you know, if I want to search for a podcast with Mark Asquith, and I search Mark Asquith, and there's about ten podcasts that have got your name in the in the title. I don't want to listen to those. I want mm. to listen to your podcast. Yeah, that's it's been a big problem before sticking author names, sticking loads of different names in a title just for the hopes that someone searches for it and clicks on it. Well, it used to be the advice that yeah. a lot of podcast companies, um, some of the educational places, would give out. You know, stuff your keywords, and you know, fine. It's all it's like old black hat SEO back in the day. You know, when <laughs> yeah. it was all right to put white keywords on a white background back in 1999. You know, like. Things just develop and change. Um, one thing that interests me, and I don't think this will come, we talked about this off air, I don't think this will come in this announcement, but it does make me wonder about listener support. Because I think, I think you know, if, if Apple put a focus on podcast listeners, which is great, but then they don't put a focus on podcasters, podcasters will just still kick off because it's what we do. And I wonder if they will do something to allow... So if you think back to 2017, late 2017, when they announced all the new tags, the trailer tag, the bonus tag, like you said, seasonal episode numbers, all that kind of stuff. It makes me wonder, like we said it right at the beginning, and I talked about this at Podcast Movement, like what's the point of the bonus tag? Like I know today I'm going to put a bonus episode out. This is it. And it will show that this is out of the normal chronology. It's just a bonus episode. But do you not think that either this dub dub or down the wire... Because of the growth in listener-supported payment models and revenue models for podcasters like John Oaks, uh, sorry, Jonathan Oaks, sorry, Jonathan, if you're listening, Jonathan Oaks, Aaron Mankey, um, us at Sparker Rebellion, you with your golf show, a lot of it's listener-supported stuff. Do you not think that they might in the future, either now or in the future, do something with that bonus tag where you can optionally set the ability to pay for that bonus content? Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that they'll do that. Bare minimum, I think they will do the support this podcast tag. Mm-hmm. I think bare minimum will do something with that. With well, they do that. They do that in the show notes. So in Spark of Rebellion, if you guys fire up your podcast app now, fire up Spark of Rebellion. It's got myself and Gary Ayler as the host. Search for that. Scroll into the show notes. And we're host on Captivate.fm, obviously, and we support the, the, the donation links. They... Apple already do that in the show notes. So there's a little there's a little text icon that says, you know, it's not a text icon, it's just a bit of text, support the show. So you're saying that you think well, well, they'll that, do more that, with it? Well, that actually is not anything Apple have done. That's just actually in the show notes. So um, a support this podcast actual tag is just at the end of every show notes. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, like an anchor with a specific uh, reference on it. Um, what I think they will do is a specific button or something uh, I think Overcast have got something where you can. There's a little support this podcast. Yeah, so a lot so, of the apps like Himalaya and so yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Are doing it, aren't so, they? so I think that'll be something they will do. Um, I don't know yet, though. It's ju- again, it, this just goes back to: are they going? Are, are they doing this for the listener? Or are they doing this for a podcaster this this year? 
it feels like they're probably like podcasters give them so much grief and grief. And when you look at Stephen and the guys who, who work at Apple Podcasts on Twitter, and you kind of have discussions with those guys. You know, they do take a bit of a beating sometimes from the disgruntled podcasters that just don't see that this is a longer game. You know, Apple need to make um, catalogue-based changes, technological changes to allow the new version of podcasting, which I think is developing. Um, You know, this this much more revenue-oriented model, this much more... um, financially minded model where the brands want a bit more accountability and all that kind of work. Um, so it's interesting. I, I, I agree that maybe they're not going to do anything now, but I do think they have to not only do something for podcast listeners, which I think is obvious when you look at the Edison research, you look at the infinite dial and the, the podcast consumer, Apple would be remiss not to do something in that space for the listeners. And I think they will, like you said, standalone podcast app on desktop, standalone podcast app, maybe an iterative redesign or a full redesign on any iOS devices. Um, I think they'll t- tweak their search and their recommendation algorithms. I think they'll make their indexing better. I think they'll do something around um, discovery. Yeah, I think what your friends listen to as well. I think that could come into oh, it. Oh, so a bit of social work. A bit okay. of social work. Um, you know, like what podcast you, I, I can see what podcast you listen to and vice versa. I think that'll come into it. And I think they can be really clever with that and really work out your friends, you know, like, you know, your recommendations from your friends to give you something bespoke and custom for mm-hmm. discoverability. So if you listen to your, you know, like 10 science podcasts and I've listened to one science podcast, it'll refer me to any of your podcasts that you've been listening to and mm-hmm. you've maybe left good reviews for this. There's, there's a lots of stuff in dis- discoverability I think they should be doing and could be doing. And I think algorithmically they could do something quite interesting with that because you could do something where it's... um where you actually recommend just one episode. So it's like, okay, you listen to the quantum physics episode of this science podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, you don't want to listen to the full podcast. Actually, here is just one episode on quantum physics from this other show. And if you like, like go and listen to it. Just go and listen to that one episode. So I, do, I think you're right. I think discoverability could do could be done very, very well with social sharing. And there's a few apps that try and do that. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the challenging parts of this is that Ultimately, like any app that comes into the market without a very strong USP can't really compete with Apple. Like Overcast have done all right because it's kind of this this little kind of scrappy startup from Marco who used to work at Apple. Let's be honest, that's why the traction started. And you've then got Spotify, who've got just billions of users for um, for the music side of things. But any new app that comes into the space and tries to do recommendations, social sharing, all that kind of stuff, the second that Apple puts something in there or Spotify puts something in there, that app is kind of dead in the water. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know? I mean, the only reason that you have like an overcast or something that's doing really, really well is because they are bespoke for podcasters. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, they're pushing updates out constantly and Apple don't do that. Apple do the updates, you know, once the big updates once a year, you know, with the um, dub dub announcements and then they do the iOS releases. And yeah, they do their incremental, tiny incremental changes, but they never do big overhauls of stuff every single three-month period. So it's that agility that a small yeah, business... A, sm- a small, small business can, can kind of go out and you know easily smash out some updates to make it better, like the support tags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Apple might have been a bit slower it, but that's because they just don't jump on the bandwagon of adopting something so quickly. Yeah, They like to see it out, see how it's playing out, and then they'll, they'll go for it. Well, that actually raises another interesting point, which is... 
there's an interesting perspective on this, which is that Spotify are putting so much money into educating the wider public on the benefits of listening to podcasts. And I said this on a, a show with Jess months ago when Apple were getting slated because Spotify bought Anchor and Gimlet and all, you know, like, Apple need you need to watch your back and all that kind of guff. And I thought, well, wait a second, actually, Apple don't need to do that. They need to just do what they've always done, which is like, you remember when they did the drag down notification center on iOS? Yeah. Everyone went nuts like it was the, the first time they'd seen it, but Android had been doing it for years. Similar sort of perspective, you know, let Spotify spend the money on podcasts and, and educating the general public like my mum on the benefit of listening to a podcast. And then suddenly Apple are like, guess what? We've always done podcasts. Now it's even easier. They will get the halo effect benefit of Spotify's investment in marketing, in yeah. general education marketing. Yeah, massively. You know? Massively. And, you know, they'll, they'll reap the reward from doing something better when they've got the more, more time to spend on it. Mm. Like they can, like, again, going back to the point with the sport tags, they can easily do something cool with that. And they've got the ability to do it. They just want to see if it's going to be adopted by the entire podcaster network. I suppose it's interesting market testing, actually. Let, yeah. let other people market test it, the little indies. Then when you want to, you know, push in your 30%, 35% listenership market share, actually, go ahead and, and start doing it. And it's interesting for us as hosts as well, because there might be things that we've got to do. You know, Captivate.fm might have to, you know, change some tags or, or do do whatever. You might have to update, which I think is great, because it means that we can start to develop and learn as well from it. So I think it's a, an interesting thing. So... Just to recap then, we reckon 3rd of June, Dub Dub, Worldwide Developer Con, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific. We reckon that the, the benefits for podcasts is very simply standalone podcast app with a focus probably on search, yep. discoverability. So never, never has it been more important, in my view, to have great cover art that stands out. You can get all the information on that actually in podcastsuccessacademy.com. Check out podcastdesign.studio if you need some new cover art. Never has it been more important to do succinct, high-quality titles, descriptions, author tags, um, and just to kind of make sure your show is accessible with decent show notes in there. We think that there might be some kind of iOS update, whether it's an incremental update or a slightly bigger update, and potentially, but probably not right now, some kind of maybe support for listener-supported models, either through the bonus tag or some kind of Patreon-style support. That's, that seems to sum it up about yeah, right, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much covers it all. Yeah, cool, man. So, Weech, well, listen, thank you so very much for joining myself and Kieran here on the Podcast Accelerator. Remember to tell your podcasting friends that the show is available to listen to for free in any app that supports podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're wondering what the best next step to take for your own show is, whether you're a new or a veteran podcaster, go ahead and take our short five-minute survey where I'm going to help you to diagnose and solve the main issue holding your show and your growth back. But not only that, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to give you the solution to that, but I'm also going to give you access to our free vibrant podcast rebellion community, some weekly free group coaching from me and the team, actionable insider only emails, and even a free invitation to the podcast success Academy. So go ahead and invest five minutes now to grow your podcast by heading to rebelbasemedia.io forward slash grow. Cheers, Keith, old son. Cheers. Cheers. Remember, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. I liked that. (laughs) 